calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the assassination attempt of President Ronald Reagan. So grab your obsession with Jodie Foster. And let's get civical. everybody hello everyone welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart and i am arden walentowski and this is our first episode of april shut the front door of april 2023 that it actually is concerning because march was not a month it it barely happened but also it's I, we were on a nice trajectory with the weather. We were hitting the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Mm-hmm. We were getting there. We're, today, fucking freezing. It's cold today. It is cold today. It was cold but today. But it's doing that thing now where, where it's it's in the yo-yo phase. Because, like, mm-hmm. on Saturday, it's supposed to be a high of 71 degrees. Yes. But, but, but. What? Raining. I'm celebrating. Raining. Don't stop my celebration. No. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Oh, no. Don't look forward to it. April showers. Okay. It's coming in hot on April 1. All right. All right. Well, well, at least we can open a window and let the fresh rain scent fill our- Let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash. Shout out to Hilary Duff. Just because. Just because. I love what she does. (laughs) Big fan. Uh, so today, I uh, don't know what we're talking about because Arden is doing the thing that she does from time to time where she um, keeps the episode topic from me until this very moment. I have a theory. 
<gasps> I'm ha- I have an inkling as to what it could be, but that's only only one. I only have one idea of what it could be. Okay. Okay. Should I say what I think it's on? Yes. Or say do you what... want to just send it to me? No. Say and I'll what... tell you if it was right. Say what? Because we get the reaction either way. So you're right. Say what you think it is. I think given given the month, given given where we're at in time, this could be you could be surprising me with the Titanic episode. That's it's not it's not a Titanic episode. No. Oh, that's so devastating. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's so devastating. How dare well, you crush I was my like, soul? Gonna do, we're going to do Titanic. Well, I mean, it's all, we also still have another week to do Titanic. We do. We so do. We'll do Titanic we do. next week. We do. Titanic will probably be the next episode that we record. Just. Yes, of course. Um, okay, great. Then I have literally no idea what this could be about. And is it Alcatraz? Just no. send it to me. Just no. send it to me. <laughs> oh, my God. But I do think this, you're going to get no, a I'm kick out of it. I'm just crazy. Uh, I'm excited. Everybody, please hold as Arden sends through the internet what this episode is about today. Da 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 da! Oh my god! Oh my goodness me! The assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan. It's That's an great. assassination attempt. Literally, do you know what's so funny? Not assassinations. We I have to, we have to give this disclaimer before every assassination or attempted assassination episode we do. Or kidnapping. Don't assassinate people. We're not. We no. don't support this. It is interesting to talk about, but like, yes. stop. Stop with the assassinations. Don't do it. Ha- putting that disclaimer aside, this is one of those assassinations that is what the pro- the most recent assassination yeah. attempt, like on a on a big figure, you know, on a presidential yeah. figure. Yeah. And I rarely, I rarely think about this. I rarely think about it. It feels so anticlimactic. Hashtag Reagan. And, (laughs) and uh, because Hinckley is like still alive and kicking around and, you know, is like out now, basically. Yeah. It feels very like, all right, well. Reagan got shot in his armpit. I mean, there is just some some surprising things in this episode that I was like, oh. And there's one thing I was like, oh, we should do an episode on this. Absolutely. Mm. Um, The only thing I know about this assassination attempt is the Jodie Foster connection. mm -hmm. Otherwise, that's literally my my one and only fact. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't successful. But as far as like who the who the dude was like what his motives like oh i guess the jodie foster thing but like what happened before during and after like i couldn't even tell you like honestly i would be 50 50 certain on if reagan actually even got shot or not (laughs) you know like it seems like it because it feels like one of those events where like bullets just flew by his head yeah i mean and you're not wrong like reagan was 50 50 on whether he was shot or not so (laughs) You're at least on board with Reagan. Yes, there is. Um, I would say large gaps in my knowledge. Yes, on this assassination attempt. So, wow, wow, this is a, this is a treat. I yes. I came I came with the energy to talk about the RMS Titanic, and I think that oh. is the exact no 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 
That's the kind of energy you want to bring to an assassination attempt episode. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, so this yeah. is th- this is not, you You done good because I would have okay, never good. have thought, again, because I never think about this assassination attempt, I would have never come up with this idea. <laughs> well, and it's, today is the anniversary. That's why I chose it. Well, of course. I assumed yeah. it would be, it's nearby. It, today's the anniversary of the Heck, attempted assassination yeah. of Ronald Reagan. All right. Well, in the spirit of honoring the anniversary, let's dig in. Do you want to tell us about today's sources? Sure. Also, a funny thing in today's sources, there's a journalist who has my name. Okay. I was wondering why it was sort of in all caps. (laughs) I mean, that's a cut and paste thing. Oh, oh, I thought you were like, Arvin! (laughs) I am also Arvin! (laughs) It's like, relax. (laughs) So one of the one of the sources is an uh, an article from CBS News by two people because also these names I'm like what's going on the two, the journalists who wrote the article one is named Major Garrett okay Love. unclear to me if that's like a Madonna type situation or if his mm. full name really just is Major Garrett yeah and then Arden Farhi and. Mm-hmm. I don't know the man. I'm sure he's lovely. He just makes me slightly angry because he is a dude. And every, <laughs> I've only, I've never met, um, like everybody assumed that I was a boy growing up. And still now to this day, really? people think I'm a guy. I Just because so, of my first name. I mean, I yeah. think it's because you're my only Arden. I've never associated your name with male I, it's so weird. I I mean, I've never met, I think I've met or heard of five, six, seven female mm-hmm. Ardens. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one or two, maybe. Like this This is either the first or the second like male Arden that I've mm-hmm. encountered. And I'm sure this man is lovely, but he just, I mean, <laughs> I was like, but it is I, I had to. I had to Google him because I was like, are you a man or a woman? And I was like, I have a feeling this is a dude. It's a dude. And he is a dude. And I'm sure he's lovely and nothing against him. But I was like, oh, you're like one of the reasons people think I'm a guy. And I'm not a guy. Mm, yeah. A guy. Yeah. Um, Look, anyway. I, I hate when people have my name regardless. I hate other Lizzie's, even with IEs. I'm like, who do you think you are? Who do you think the uh, fuck you are? What gives you the right to walk around here with my name? So rude. So rude. Um, so I do I do get that. Thank you. Thank you for your empathy and compassion. Um, Always. So, yes. So an article from CBS News by Major Garrett and Arden Farhi about... Their article is really about, like, Hinkley now-ish. Mm, love. Want to know what, the, what he's up to. What he doing? What he doing? Um, History.com, obviously. Of course. And the Reagan Library. It's a real well, robust... Yeah. A robust yeah. menu of Where sources. Where is the Reagan Library? That... Is it in California? I was going to say, I bet it's in California, but let's wait. Let's, let's look, look it, up. it up. Let's look it up. Going into the Googs. Reagan. Simi Valley, California. Yep. There you go. Like a Simi Chardonnay. S-I-M-I? Yes, a Simi Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it at like a college or is it just like on its own? I have no idea. I think it's just on its own. Oh, that's kind of surprising. Did nobody want the Reagan Library? I don't know. I mean, it could it could be that, like, the library thing started 
after this or, you know. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Anyways, that's where it is if you want to go. Cool. I love presidential libraries. Yeah. They're worth the trip always. Yes. All right, let's get into some meat and potatoes of this assassination attempt so I can finally learn what done happened, what done happened? on March 30th, 1981. So crazy. So, here we go. President Reagan was leaving the Hilton Hotel in Washington, D.C., where he had been talking to 5,000 members of the AFL-CIO when several shots were fired. John Hinckley Jr. fired his 22 caliber revolver with devastator bullets at the president and his security team. What are devastator bullets? You know, let's look. I really want to look, look it, it up. up. Dev- let's look it up. Because Dev- I bet, I hope it's not the ones that like explode in you. That's kind of what I thought. Like, let's see. Oh my God, it is. It's a lacquer sealed aluminum tip with a lead, I don't know what that means, center designed to explode on impact. It's an exploding bullet. (sighs) That's metal. That's metal. Yikes. Yes. And we'll see later in the episode why, um, like what came out of, there there was some legislation that was passed in response to this. And I think it mm. had more to do with like the the bullet and the and the availability of guns. Um, Truly shocking that, that, that any presidential would related come out of a, a gun related um, event. Something that we will not know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shot with devastator bullets. Ugh. Reagan was wounded when one of the bullets ricocheted off the limousine, striking him under the left armpit. Press Secretary James Brady, Secret Service Agent Timothy McCarthy, and Policeman Thomas DeLaHenty were also wounded during the shooting. Not a ricochet bullet. Isn't it crazy that bullets can bounce off something? Yeah, it's like, some things they go through and some things they bounce. Like, how is it not, like, how does it not get wedged in the limousine? Right, and how does it still impale? Like, he still had to go have surgery. Well, like, yeah, not to, you know, shot. spoiler alert, but like he, he basically gets ricochet <laughs> shot, <ruin> the <laughs> but he has to like go to the hospital and have surgery and he's like down for the count for a couple of days, you know, Reagan is. So I'm like, how, like, how, how does it bounces? Is it just because it's, is it part of the ricochet? Like, is it the ricochet of the bullet off of a piece of metal or yeah. is it more of like the exploding factor you know like it hit the limousine and exploded and there and that's what hit it you have to figure because if these are exploding bullets right if it lodged in his armpit and then exploded he would be dead right because his heart's right there small one though he had yeah yeah it's right there i had to i had to literally think about what side of the bo- my body my heart is on i was like oh no. <laughs> right where there. is she where is she she's right there President Reagan's wounds were not noticed until he began to cough up blood. What are you talking about? Yes, it's the, there's a whole lot of shocking moments in this what where you you're like, I'm about? sorry. I'm sorry, you don't notice that he's bleeding from his side? You guys, come on. He doesn't say anything? Like, he's just, he's just, just like, I'm good? 
I just nothing. Want, I just want you to know that I did go to the Secret Service website for this episode, and I was like, this is subpar. Sure. <laughs> Their information, well, I mean, not great. Like, they're not... Well, so, they're not noticing that Reagan was shot. No, no. Until he coughs up blood, which is not a good sign. No. Okay. So, we didn't know he was shot until he started coughing up blood. Not, not a good look. Not great. He was then taken to George Washington University Hospital. After 12 days in the hospital, he was able to return to the White House. 12 days. I mean, yeah. White House Press Secretary James Brady was shot in the head and critically wounded. Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy was shot in the side. And policeman Thomas Dillahanty was shot in the neck. Not good. Not good. After firing the shots, Hinckley, our gunman, was overpowered and pinned against a wall, and President Reagan, apparently unaware that he'd been shot, was shoved into his limousine by a Secret Service agent and then rushed to the hospital. I mean, I guess there is something about going into shock, where you, sure. you know, there's there's chemicals that are firing, which again, I actually, it's easy to blame Reagan for not realizing that he's been shot. The guy's in shock. Fine. You don't, you're not feeling, your your brain's not firing on all cylinders. Fine. But if you're the Secret Service agent sort of putting him into a limousine, we're not noticing that there's blood, I assume, dripping down his sides? I mean, maybe he had a dark tuxedo on, a dark jacket, I suppose, I suppose. I suppose. Although he was talking to the AFL-CIO, so you would think he would be in the shirt sleeves rolled up sans jacket to complete the look. I don't know. I just, I the, know. It's the, I just the image of, of just, you know, he's like, oh, that itches. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> feel right. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Blood. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The president was shot in the left lung. And the 22 caliber bullet just missed his heart. In an impressive feat for a 70-year-old man with a collapsed lung, he walked into George Washington University Hospital under his own power. Yeah, this is a this is a big this is some BDE right here. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Uh, can I see a doctor? My lung is collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see this on my hand? Tis my own blood. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, and again, this is putting, I'm not a fan of Reagan, obviously, no. but I, I, this is, this is a good look for the president of the United mm-hmm. States. This is some good PR. Oh my God. Could you like, he, I mean, he's like infallible. He get, gets shot and walks into the hospital. Yeah. His, with, it, into his lung. Yeah. Yeah. It's badass. I'll give, badass. I'll give this to Reagan. Heck. After he walks into the hospital under his own power, he was treated and prepared for surgery in good spirits and quipped to his wife, Nancy, quote, honey, I forgot to duck, end quote, and addressed his surgeons by saying, quote, please tell me you're Republicans. (laughs) Those are two. That's two very, very funny. This is where I'm like, this guy's showbiz. Yes. This This is showbiz Reagan coming out right now. Or he's like, you guys don't expect me for me to like add levity to the situation. Like we're good. We're good. We're good. That's a funny joke to say to yes. surgeons. Yes. As the president and of the United States, I hope you're Republicans. I hope you're Republicans. Like just quip, 
quippy, funny, quippy. holding court, commanding the attention of the room. I mean, he has it. Yeah. Again, he's the president and he's been shot. But yes, adding levity and you're like, okay, I understand why okay. people are enthralled. Yeah. With him. I, this is this is a this is a baller move. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Lo- loving what he's doing in this moment after being shot. Yeah. His surgery lasted for two hours and he was listed in stable and good condition afterwards. So it doesn't feel like he was ever in mortal or critical danger. Nah. No. Which is great, because again, yes. we don't love people being assassinated. No. Big two thumbs way down. Two thumbs way down, although we do like to recount the story later with yeah. distance. <laughs> with with distance. Distance, distance. Distance, distance. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the man who shot President Reagan. Yes. Because all jokes aside... What we've told you so far, interesting though it is, is but the cupcake on which the frosting sits. Ah. Oh. I know, right? That was... Wasn't that poetic? My face lit up at that metaphor. (laughs) Give me my frosting. (laughs) (laughs) What I do do think is strange about John Hinckley Jr. Yeah. Yeah. We don't... We're missing a middle name. I know, but you know what? You know what our theory has to be about that is that because he didn't succeed, he doesn't get the third name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't right. get the third name. He failed. Right. He's a failure. He's a failure. <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah, so blowing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You almost had it. Oh. Oh, I'm glad he didn't win. Didn't I mean? Win. Yes, didn't I'm succeed, glad I didn't. I like, did not want. Yes, but sucks because that now it's the rest of your life. You can't do. You can't try to accomplish anything else. No, he like last year they were like, all right, you can like go places, just oh yeah, do we'll a drug test and see a social worker. Last yeah. year, and this happened in '81. Hmm. We're gonna take a quick break. For a little word from our sponsors. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So, the attempted assassin was John Hinckley Jr. After being arrested on March 30th, 1981, the 25-year-old John Hinckley was booked on federal charges of attempting to to assassinate the president. He had... He had previously been arrested in Tennessee on a weapons charge, which I think comes into play later. So remember that. Sure. He's got like a prior arrest for weapons. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure he bought more guns. (laughs) In June of 1982, so it goes to court. In June of 1982, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Because, of course, everybody was like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. 
Like, there's no question yeah. about, like, the facts of the situation. It was more about, like, is he sane or is he insane? Right. Insane. Right. So found not guilty by reason of insanity. In the trial, Hinckley's defense attorneys argued that their client was ill with narcissistic personality disorder. Dude, same. Uh-huh. Which wouldn't have been my disorder of choice because that, to me, is very, like... Like, this just isn't, I think, like, narcissistic personality disorder is, like, all the rage now. And so Mm. I feel like this isn't, like, this doesn't fit that bill of what we think of as narcissistic personality disorder. That you would, like, go shoot the president. But that's what they attempted to claim. They cited medical evidence and claimed that Hinckley had a pathological obsession. This is where it gets weird. Mm Mm-hmm. With the 1976 film Taxi Driver in which the main character attempts to assassinate a fictional senator. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that, honestly, if I'm a jury of his peers, that's selling me on the insanity thing more than, like, yeah, pathological narcissist, yeah. for sure, live your life. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, ob- obsessed with the film. T- I mean, Taxi Driver. I've never seen Taxi Driver. No. It's a, it, I mean, it's a, it's a Scorsese. It's good. It's it's well done. Yeah. Anybody who's obsessed with it, I'm like concerned because right. it's a heavy film. It's sure. long. Oh. So to like have that film on, like, and Jodie Foster is like a young, like, fourteen year old sex worker. Ooh. Like, you know, mm. so there's like that element to it that's like really questionable. Right. So. Yeah, if, if you're out there and you're obsessed with the film Taxi Driver, like not say, like not saying you can't like it, like right, you know, right, think it's a great film, whatever. That's that's different, right? But if this is like the only film you're watching, yes, concerned, concerned, concerned. Well, also, okay, so his lawyers claimed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call bluff. His lawyers claimed that Hinckley saw the movie more than a dozen times and was obsessed with the lead actress Jodie Foster. And had attempted to re- attempted to reenact the events of the film in his own life. Now, mm-hmm. a dozen times may sound like a lot, but I have seen Cruel Intentions at least three times that. Oh, sure. And I have never, I did, you know, buy a suit the way, like the Sarah Michelle Gellar, like kind of I go to school yeah. and like I am a power whatever player in my suit. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. If I ever commit a crime, I'm going to tell my lawyers, put me on the stand and have me quote Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas from start to finish <laughs> and prove insanity. And I'll do it mm-hmm. inside of a snowflake, like the one on your sleeve. They're having a story you must see to believe. <laughs> we'll freaking go. <laughs> so I do. I agree with you. A dozen times. It's like, okay. okay. I mean, still, a text driver is long. Um, and was it like a dozen over the course of a year? Was it a dozen right. over the course of a week? Like, right, right, right. Like, give us the time frame. Give us the time frame. Yeah, but yeah. also a dozen. I'm like, all right. If that's what we're con, <laughs> if that's what we're like trying to convict or not convict this dude on, like, I, I, we gotta like also, you know, Titanic a movie I watched more than a dozen times. Like, I never totally. wanted to sink a ship. After watching Titanic. Totally. Never wanted to be an iceberg. No. No. So, the verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity 
aroused widespread public criticism, and many were shocked that a would-be presidential assassin could avoid being held accountable for his crime. I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would be shocked. Yeah. I would truly be shocked. Because in a way, this is kind of super progressive for the era. They're like, you like a movie? Yeah, it's super progressive, and it's not like, it's not schizophrenia, it's not, you know, like, these sort of more, I guess, uh, commonly cited as, like, the most aggressive mental health issues, you know. Um, It's it's narcissism and an obsession with the film Taxi Driver. Like, it's not voices in the head, it's not, like... Right, that's paranoia. It's not seeing things. Right, like because to me, like you hear the word narcissistic personality, the words narcissistic personality disorder, and it's it, it like you know invites ideas of like emotional abuse and manipulation Mm. and gaslighting and all of that, not assassination. Well, I can see it being translated in, in the sense of like I am the only person who can do this. Like, like they're mm-hmm. like taxi driver has convinced me that this person needs to die because it, he'll cause danger, whatever. And I right. am the only person in the world who could possibly save everybody else. Like, I don't, I mean, God, I don't know. Again, pulling this out of my ass, but that's how I can see it working in this case. I, yeah, I can see that. I can totally get on board with that. So the American public, not happy. Because this guy tried sure. to kill a president and he basically, I mean, he didn't get away with it. He was put into an institution, but he was sure. found not guilty of his crime. And because he was an obvious threat to society, he was placed in St. Elizabeth's Hospital, which was a mental institution. In the late 1990s, Hinckley's attorney began arguing that his mental illness was in remission. Mm. And, ha- and so therefore he had a right to return to normal life. Sure. Sure. It's bananas. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, I think what it's like, it's that injustice thing of we have people serving life sentences for nonviolent crimes right. and you have successfully shot the president. You mm-hmm. haven't killed him, but you've successfully mm-hmm. put bullet to, to flesh mm-hmm. and you the potential to return to normal life. You know, yeah. So there is, I mean... Yeah, it's That's weird. just getting into the inconsistency of the justice system. Agreed. Agreed. Beginning in August of 1999, he was allowed supervised day trips off of the hospital grounds and later was allowed to visit his parents once a week unsupervised. So this happened Woo! in 81. So, and he was convicted, or not convicted, but he was found not guilty, but sent, but like put into a mental institution in 82. So 17 years later, he spent 17 years in a mental institution. And then they're like, okay, once a week, you mm-hmm. can go visit your parents. No supervision. And I'm guessing because they were like supervised day trips. Like he's just, he's not spending the night anywhere. He's just going to a certain location. Like they're accompanying him there. But then yeah. while he's with his parents, they're not like in the house. Yeah. That's like what I'm yeah. getting. That's that's the sense yeah. that I'm getting because he was. Ne- it doesn't seem like he was ever a danger to people that he knew. Just the, just, just the president. 
Just Ronald Reagan. Just Ronald Reagan. And when did Reagan die? Was it in the 90s? I think it was, it was, or, or Let's look it up. I think it was early 90s. It was, I mean, I, I think it was shortly after I was born. Oh, 2004. What? He died in 2004. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I would have told you 1993. I am look, so sorry. and that's why we look things up, because we, <laughs> we spew falsehoods left and right. I, I full on was like, I was eight. <laughs> I was eight years old. <laughs> and in fact, you're what, like 16? <laughs> I was like 18. <laughs> like, you were alive. In my brain, yeah. you weren't alive when Reagan died. We both died. were alive. I mean, we were alive. I was in fifth grade in 2004, yeah. I think. So I don't remember Reagan's death. No. You, no. Why would you? Um, yes. So John Hinckley Jr. going off for day trips, supervised to visit his parents. Those visits, not supervised. The Secret Service then voluntarily monitored Hinckley during these outings. So he, they were like, mm, it's not required, but we're going to go anyway. Yeah. I, we're going to yeah. go anyway. This I mean, we're going. Like... We're going. We're the Secret Service. Imagine a world in which the Secret Service doesn't keep tabs on the guy that, once again, successfully shot, shot the, president. the president. Right. Like, he got he got past them. Like, that's their whole their whole job in a nutshell, is to prevent the president of the United States from being shot. So they got an F for that on March 30th, 1981. Yeah. So Hard yeah, fail. my guys, the yeah. least we could do is just give him, give John Hinckley a little, a little, a little once over glance when he's moving escort. around. Yes. Bare minimum. It. I just love that, like, the image of, like, Hinckley being, like, with, like, with his official guards and then trailed by, like, secret volu- volunteer secret service. Yeah. You know, fool I me just, once, shame I, on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. Right, because I also just imagine, like, a calendar that's like, all right, I got Monday to Tuesday, you go Wednesday to Friday, I'll take the mm-hmm. weekend. You know, like, I just imagine a calendar or whatever. Yeah, so the Secret Service voluntarily monitoring his not officially monitored visits. And in 2016, he was given a conditional release to move in with his mother in Williamsburg, Virginia. So he's allowed to leave the mental institution where he's now been for 2016 minus 1982. That's a lot of math. What is that math? That's for carry the three. 30. Wait, I didn't learn years. new math in school, so I can't do this. I think it's 34. <laughs> I think you're probably right, 1982. You're right, it's 34. Okay. Okay, who learned new math in school? <laughs> Not me. So, 34 years after he's been convicted, 2016, he moves in with his mother in Williamsburg, Virginia. Two years later, in 2018... A judge rules he can now live within 75 miles of Williamsburg, which is like where the, um, because the assassination attempt happened in D.C. Yeah. Provided he meets regularly with his psychiatrist and social worker and meets other conditions. Sure. So he's, you know, it's crazy. He's in his 60s now. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. Like he's still not as old as Reagan was when he was shot. Ugh. 
look to all the 25 year olds out there don't go don't go out doing assassination attempts it's just not worth it it's not worth it so then in a recent article for cbs news hinkley john hinkley jr attempted assassin of ronald reagan said to major garrett of cbs news quote i have true remorse for what i did i know the victims probably can't forgive me now but I just want them to know that I am sorry for what I did. Hinckley is the only person to have shot a U.S. president who was ever freed. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I mean, I, like, not that I, I don't necessarily... Who am I to agree or disagree with that decision? But it is just, like, reading that sentence, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Again, I think, like, in context with what we... Like, what we do with other people and mm-hmm. other sentencing measures, like, it, it, yeah. it feels out of place in context with everything else. That's why it's so bizarre. Because it, it truly feels like, honestly, right. with him, it truly feels like that there was, like, a rehabilitation effort of, like, oh, we're going to yeah. get you better and then you're right. going to be able to go back out into society right. and, like live the rest of your life as like an active participant of society and i feel like that's how overall i think the justice system says it works but it doesn't and but how it should work of like we're not here to keep people in prison for decades upon decades upon decades you know or or even like in mental institutions you know right but also like if you've committed a violent crime and you've attempted to kill somebody or you have killed somebody or you've raped somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. I am not like I am perfect. <laughs> I am perfectly fine with you not being in society to a certain extent because you do have sure. a violent background. What seems odd to me is that it is exactly what you said. Like there was this like rehabilitation effort. Meanwhile, there are people who like and, and Reagan not, you know, he didn't escape untouched you know like he did get shot he had to have surgery mm-hmm. and it caused other problems because he was the president like if hinkley had shot just a dude on the street he probably wouldn't have gone through this but he shot the president right so it was about who he shot less than it was about him or the actual like what like, he crime yeah that he yeah. committed but you know i'm also not like i also don't think that like you should get off scot-free you know like like you should have some punishment totally totally. and 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 because and also if you are attempting to hurt somebody and you are a danger to society like yes i don't i don't want you like walking around my neighborhood i know but then now we get into the nitty-gritty and the subjective nature of justice of like yeah what is justice and how and how much justice is enough justice and that's where i feel like Right. And the fa- and the then the concept of like putting somebody in jail being like a justice oriented cuz it can be three things. Like you can put somebody in jail for justice, like you did something mm-hmm. wrong and we're going to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. You can put somebody in jail because you're trying to set a precedent for a le- like you're trying to deter other people from committing a similar mm-hmm. crime. If I do this thing, this is what happens to me, and I don't want that to happen to me, so I'm not going to do the thing. Right. Or for rehabilitation, which 
nobody thinks that like putting somebody in jail rehabilitates them. Like, I, I mean, people do Certainly think that, but that's stupid. <laughs> Certainly not in this country. Like, that's dumb. Like, that's not what our justice yeah. system is designed to do. So, but, and you're right, it does feel like there was a real rehabilitation, maybe a strong word, considering he was in a mental institution in the 80s. But, totally. But, you know, it does seem like he was granted some leeway where yeah. other people might not have been granted that leeway then and certainly are not granted that leeway now. Totally. So it's, yeah, it's so weird. Well, let's talk about old Ronald and his recovery. So he's been shot. <laughs> he has surgery. He obviously survives. The next day after his surgery, the president resumed some of his executive duties and signed a piece of legislation from his hospital bed. As we said at the top, 12 days after he was shot on April 11th, he returned to the White House and unsurprisingly, Reagan's popularity soared after the assassination attempt. At the end of April, he was given a hero's welcome by Congress. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. Like I said, start to sure. finish. I think he handled Survive this a like a baller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In August, the same Congress passed his controversial economic program with several Democrats breaking ranks to back Reagan's plan. By this time, Reagan claimed to be fully recovered from the assassination attempt. In private, however, he would continue to feel the effects of the nearly fatal gunshot wound for years. I mean, sure. 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 I twi- I like tore my meniscus exercising. I still feel that. Of course you're going to feel yeah. the residual effects of a gunshot wound. <laughs> to your lung. To your lung. That and happened to you. And he's 70, exactly. It happened when he was 70. It wasn't like, I'm 22, I'll grow a new lung. No. <laughs> you know, as 22-year-olds do. Of course, that's what happens. They lose a body part and they grow a new one. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about the aftermath. And this is where I think we need to do an episode because I didn't re- – this is the okay. part of the, the information that I did not realize. And I was like, oh, Ooh. this is super interesting. Mm-hmm. So the aftermath of the whole, aside from Reagan and Hinckley, the aftermath um, of the whole situation, the attempted assassination, is this. So of the victims of the assassination attempt, Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy and D.C. policeman Thomas Delahanty eventually recovered. James Brady, put the name in your head. Names who in nearly, head. James Brady, who nearly died after being shot in the eye suffered permanent brain damage. Mm. He later became an advocate of gun control, and in 1993, Congress passed the Brady Bill, which established a five-day waiting period and background checks for prospective gun buyers. President Bill Clinton signed the bill into law, and this is the bill that they didn't re-up. Yeah. Because somehow regulating guns is um, infringing on the Second Amendment, even though it starts with a well-regulated militia. Militia, right. Take out the fact that, like, the Second Amendment is not about you personally owning guns so that, like, you can defend your house. It's about taking up arms. It's about making arms available to the people to take on a foe, namely, Mm -hmm. at that time, the British government. 
Mm-hmm. It was not about having your own personal private, for your own edification, your own personal private arsenal. But, and all, like, the, the bill, the, a five-day waiting period doesn't mean you can't get a gun. It just means, means you're, you're angry right now. You're angry right now. Why don't you go wait? You gotta wait five days. You gotta wait five days. So, uh, but I, I did not realize that this is where the Brady Bill came from. And we absolutely should no, do an either. episode on the Brady Bill. I love it. Let's do an episode on it. Yeah. You guys, gun control, gun legislation, um, if you're against it, you're wrong. And that's <sighs> it. <laughs> Sorry. You're wrong. You're incorrect. And I have no patience. Um, but once again, I have to say, in, in regards to this episode, nobody assassinate anybody. Just no. don't shoot people. Like, it's just, it's just, don't shoot anybody. Use your words. Use your words. Use your I words. Could, I could take somebody down mm-hmm. with my words. Easy. Yeah. I could draw blood with metaphors. You have no idea what I'm capable of. <laughs> Did you not hear my, this is the cupcake to our frosting? That, that was, was wild. Wild. Epic that moment. Was wild. I just came up so with it. so good. Oh my God. Thank you. Use your words. Use support your words. gun legislation. Don't assassinate people. And continue to listen to our podcast because we're going to be doing the sinking of the RMS Titanic soon. So something to look forward to. We've, oh been, ta- we've been talking about that. This for months. Months. For months. months, months for months, months. months. And it's literally just going to turn into Lizzie and I reciting the script yeah, from Titanic. Bad. That's all that's going to happen. I promise we're, we're doing research. I promise <laughs> we're doing research. Okay. Relax. We're doing research. Yeah. But I am excited. Um, but that is the end of our assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan. And as always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.